It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. I'm VA, and I'm here with Jeff. Yo. And Tim. Hello. And we're going to tie up some loose ends from the season. I mean, it's not the end of our season because we kind of go into a little bit of hiatus and then we have a preseason thing and then we go into regular season mode. If you've been listening to us for a while, you know all that stuff. And believe me, the hiatus this summer is real because we've recorded well into June. We will have a couple more episodes for the draft and free agency and then that'll be it for a while. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not feeling very ambitious this summer. I'm feeling like, ooh, I'd like to take some time off. Well, we didn't have May and June off this year, so... No, 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 we did not. So, we'll need that. First of all, let's talk about our playoff bracket bonanzas, if I can find oh, them. Gosh. Oh, <laughs> yes. Let's see. That's not... Okay. <laughs> As you all know, we had the Barely on Topic bracket bonanza, where we had 18 entries. That's an all-time high. Thank you very much, everybody. I know you've been dying to find out who won, and I'm just going to announce names and your listing and points, and you can find out where you were. Some people I know, some people I don't know. Anyway, oh my god, some of these names. The winner of our bracket, Bonanza. Oh, that's right. That's right. I couldn't do extravaganza for another one because they thought that I was trying to say extra vagina, but Bonanza. (laughs) That's right. Barely on topic, bracket, Bonanza. Number one was Bears Eat Fire. Congratulations. I don't know who you are. You can tell me. You can tell me on Twitter or Facebook or wherever. They had 166 points, and they had the Bruins winning, and, well, you were so close. You were so, so close. Did they have the uh, Bruins beating the Flames by chance? Uh, Let me see. Yes. Bears Eat Fire. Okay. I get it. Yeah, yeah, they were right. They, um, well, not right, but yeah, they they got one hundred and sixty six points. So congratulations, Mazel Tov. Second was JCA underscore N S six five N with one hundred and thirty six points. They had the Bruins winning over the Sharks, which was a p- completely reasonable take. So you got second. Congratulations. Number third was Savior Coil. Oh, that's me. You were one thirty three, one hundred and thirty three points. Congratulations. You were close. Bruins didn't win, obviously. Huh, interesting. I, I'm just going to keep saying the Bruins didn't win until, until I feel good about it. Total of a surprise? No. <laughs> sorry. Number four is Ryan 2 with 121 points. Oh, they had Nashville. That was an interesting pick uh, against the Bruins. Okay. So tied for fourth, we had Unhinged Bracket with 121 points. Good old friend, Phony Mahoney. That's Bandy. She's at 118. Mark Allred was number six with the BNG pod at 108. Jeff, you also tied for six with 108 points. It's better than I expected. Yeah, you had a really wild take there. The Vegas Golden Knights against Carolina. What? It was a rough go. Oh, man. You were close-ish. I mean, I was sort of like, I kind of took the fuck it, nothing's real approach in that bracket. Mm. (laughs) Yep. And sure enough, nothing was real. <laughs> there you go. You got it. Andrew, one, is at seven. Yeah, 105 points. I think that's probably our good old friend, the tallest. Number eight is he who are is myself, which I 
think that might be my husband at 95 points. Oh, number nine was Heartbreak Diagram version 2.0 at 85 points. 10 is Nick Bagel Brew and Baggio, 65 points. 11 is Hoser Poser at 64 points. I came in 12 with Brando Carmarissian is playing in the playoffs at 58. And I had the, the lightning. <laughs> nope. Duck on a puck at 13 with 55 points. Kate three is at 14 with 36 points. She had Nashville winning. Well, sometime. Wow. Number 15 was Robert 27. That person did 27 brackets. Congratulations, Robert. Wow. He, you didn't do well Damn. on this one. It was 20. You got 20 points on it, but that's okay. I'm wow. hoping you did, did he well. get like one first round match, right? Is that it? I'm going to take a look. Oh, he got, yes, he got one, one first round, right, Boston. Okay. Okay. And number 16 is Dougie Hamilton rules with 10 points. Fuck. <laughs> That's a rough go. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations to Bearsy Fire. You did a good job. The rest of us need some work. By the way, this is something I would like to point out. Uh, in our last show, we talked about how Kevin Miller had to fight through all the injuries. All the injuries, all of them, like at different times during the year. I feel like Kevin Miller was sacrificed so that my boy could play in the playoffs. I mean, that's a fair trade. Like Brandon Carlo. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that quickly. Yes. Brandon Carlo Char- and Charlie McAvoy had a fucking coming out party in these playoffs. Oh, yeah, they did. They both did. And uh, and, and Sean Corrali just continued to be Sean Corrali. Yeah, <laughs> it's just 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 the three of them. The three of them were so good. Charlie Coyle and Marcus Johansson were so good. Duke Rask was so good. There was a lot of things about this playoffs that were just wonderful to watch. Yeah. But I think the best is watching Brandon Carlo and Charlie McAvoy saying, hey, fuckers, we're here now. Deal with it. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I know yeah, you're very very excited about Brandon Carlo and we all should be for me, Charlie McAvoy. My gosh, I said it yesterday. I think he's like a future captain of this team. We all know that Bergeron is probably going to be the captain once big Z retires. But I think once uh, Bergeron retires that, that that C is going to go to Charlie. My gosh, not only how he played, but how he handled himself in interviews and things like that. He genuinely wanted to win. Uh, for the team he he talked about how like boston's the city of winning and he really wanted to be a part of that here and yeah i I loved it i i am really excited about the defense going forward i will say that well brandon carlo says that he wants to be here forever too he likes it here i think they will be i think carlo will sign a longer term deal than mcavoy i think mcavoy is going to sign a bridge deal and then he can sign a big deal once uh, Krejci comes off the books. <laughs> Not just Krejci. That year's also Bacchus and, uh, and and Rask. That's an enormous amount of money coming off the books at the end of the 2021 season. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's like, that's like $22 million almost, $21 million. Uh, I feel so bad, so bad for Bacchus. I should point out, yes, Bacchus will not be on this team in, come October one way or another. I think that's a foregone conclusion. I agree. It, but but watching that video was gut-wrenching. It really was. Uh, he says that he's in flux, and he knows that. So he's he's realistic, but he says he also can control where he's going. So 
with limits, he's uh, his no movement clause expires at beginning of July. Oh, um, oh. He can limit it down to eight team trade list starting July first. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. But it it hurt. It hurt to see it because you hate to. You may hate him as a player. You may not like his play. And yeah, it's definitely gone downhill. He's very quickly. But as a person, you got to feel for him. Oh, absolutely. In a world where a lot of athletes are terrible people, he's not. Right. Uh, yeah, so the, the playoffs, they were fantastic. They were long. They went right down to the wire. Unfortunately, Bruins didn't win. And that's how it is. But, you know... I'm going to say that I think at the beginning of the season, none of us would have predicted they would have gone to the final necessarily, right? Uh, no, especially after the first game. They lost 7 nothing to uh, Washington. Right, right. That first game was terrible. And they didn't look like that was where they would end up at the end of the season. And oddly enough, you know, looking at our questions, I think that next year we'll have to modify it to see if we have a question about the Bruins being in the Stanley Cup final. Because we never asked that question. I guess maybe we don't want to jinx ourselves. Yeah, the, that does feel like whistling past a graveyard. Well, we'll discuss it. We'll we'll see if that's something we want to put in there. But, uh, you know, given this year, we didn't expect it. So it was a bonus for us. Whether or not you think they overplayed their talent level or they took the open road that was given to them once Tampa was taken out of the playoffs. You know, it doesn't matter. They got there and that's how it is. But we have some business to wrap up about our predictions for this season. And this, oh is, this is one of those fun <laughs> things. We actually did a, a bonus one, too, which uh, involved random number generation. Remember that, guys? Oh, yeah, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, ready? Let's talk about this. Who will lead in goals, assists, and points? First is goals. Would somebody like to remind me who did lead in goals? I believe it was Pasta. All right, it was David Pasternak with 38. Okay, so we all said Brad Marchand. And we were close. He had 36 goals. So Mm -hmm. very good, very good, guys. I mean, no Ryan Spooners in this one, so. (laughs) What the fuck was Anthony on that year? I don't know. (laughs) Sweet Anthony. That was was something. Who was going to lead in assists, we asked each other. And the leader in assists was Brad Marchand with uh, 64, remember? He By had... a mile. <laughs> yes. Uh, the next was David Krejci with 53. So, Jeff, you said David Pasternak, and he was fifth. T- Tim, you said Patrice Bergeron. He was third. And I also said Patrice Bergeron. So, nope, we didn't get that one either. Who was going to lead in points? Guess what, guys? We all got this one right. We got one nice. right. Fucking day. It was Brad Marshan. All three of us said Brad Marshan. Marshand. Whatever. Brad. Brad got 100 points. He won. Woohoo. Pasta had 81. And Bertie had 79. So congratulations. Woo-hoo. Yay us. Yay, Brad. <laughs> Man, Pasta had 81. If he hadn't gotten hurt, he would have hit 100 too. He probably would have, yep. Yep. If he played enough, he would have been 45 goals if he'd play if he hadn't gotten hurt. Minimum, maybe even 50. Who's <laughs> sponsorship dinners? Don't go to them anymore. It's really interesting here because Brad Marshan he missed three games. David Pasternak missed uh, 16, and David Krejci was the Iron Man this year. He would have played 82, but they decided to rest him. 
Oh well, he he still gets the Iron Man. He he made it through the eighty-two game season, even if he was a healthy scratch. He could have made it through eighty-two game season, right? So yeah, and he's not on the list of injuries at the end of the playoffs. I'm just going to count him as having played eighty-two, even though he didn't. I don't care. Okay, yeah. So so if Pasta played every game, he would have scored forty-seven goals. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, ready, guys? We ask, will the Bruins make the playoffs? And they did. They did indeed. They did. They did. It was, yeah, was Jeff's exact response. Tim was emphatic, yes. Uh, da, 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 da. Make the playoffs, yes, 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 yes. Will, oh, where will they finish in the floor, floor feast? Ready? Jeff, you said third. I also said third. And Tim said second. Fuck you, Toronto. Tim. Yeah, I did. Tim, you won. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, I did. And I still I still echo those sentiments. Fuck you, Toronto. Oh, yeah. It's a perfect sentiment. I like it. It should be a greeting card. Let's just be honest. I will think about the exact wording of that greeting card, but the, you know, the punchline should be fuck you, Toronto. Oh, yeah. Okay. So where will they finish in the Eastern Conference? Jeff, you said fourth. I said sixth. I don't know what I was thinking, but Tim, you said second. Fuck you, the rest of the East. Yeah. Again, a sentiment I echo. <laughs> Another greeting card. Nicely done, Tim. Yep. Nicely done. Okay, so the bonus question was, and Tim Tim seems to be rocking it, so I, I you know, I don't, I did not win this. Well, um, let's see, points total. I mean, how many points did they get for the year? Jeff, you said 102. Tim, you said 108. And I said 98. Oh my God, what was I thinking? What did they actually have? Oh, they were a 111. Oh, wow. So you were closest. But by, by, uh, I almost said stop and shop rules. That's not it. Price is right rules. You win that one. Yeah. Okay. Will the Bruins have a Calder Trophy finalist? So uh, Jeff said no. And he's correct. Tim said, yeah, they will have Trent fucking Fre- Frederick. Yikes. Yeah, it's uh... That's a bad look, Tim. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not as bad as my look, okay? Mine was, yes, Donato. Ooh. Well, I didn't know he was going to get traded. That's fair. Or that he wouldn't be terribly effective prior to being traded. Also that. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Okay, since we can't trade Ryan Spooner again, the Bruins have four left-shot defensemen presumed to be on the roster, Chara, Krug, Moore, and Grizz. Uh, will one of them be traded at some point? So, Jeff treated his as an if question. So he's like, if trade Grizz, but lean no, deadline if yes. So I'm just going to give it to you as no. Tim says, yes, Krug for Breadman, trade deadline. I, I figured he had the most value, and Breadman didn't even get traded at all because Columbus decided to go all in on themselves. So... I enjoyed that. That was fun. And I said, yes, Krug at the trade deadline, to which, you know, Jeff scowled at me and made me feel bad. And I was wrong. So, woohoo. Okay, ready? The bold prediction, guys. Do you remember your bold predictions? I don't. No. Okay, I remembered mine. It was all I thought about for all year. So, I actually won this one, guys. <laughs> Brandon Carlo will play in the playoffs. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, there it is. 
I remember Jeff saying that shouldn't be a bold prediction, but here we are. <laughs> it sounds like something I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. We could go back to that first episode and yeah. Yeah. Jeff, you said Marshan wins the rocket Richard over 50 goals. And then yeah. Scores all the goals. Okay. I thought it was something to the effect he would win everything and then break the league. Isn't that what I said? Something like that? No, that's not what you said. I wrote down. I thought I suggested he might win the heart at some point or something and just break everyone. You did later on. You did later on in in episodes, but you did not for this. Ah, okay. I do remember you saying that, but not at this time. So I wrote down. I actually listened to the episode again and wrote down everything you guys said. So. Bruins will have Hart Trophy finalist, not Marshan. It was going to be Anders Bjork. That was Tim's bold prediction. Yeah. Dang. I mean, he, I didn't know he would break his shoulder again. No, nobody did. Also relatively ineffective when playing in anywhere not named Providence. Yeah. All right. So our random number generated predictions, guys. Oh, boy. Here we go. Who wants to go first? Okay, I'll go first. These are mine. Ready? I had three. Which defenseman will score the most goals? And my random number generated answer that came out was Kevin Miller. No. Um, no. no. Uh, so so just uh, for uh, those listening at home, he shows up ever in this thing. Where is he? Kevin Miller scored zero goals. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, up oh, the, the other defensemen that scored zero goals were Connor Clifton, Jakob Zaboral, and Erho Vakaninen, um, who of course combined played for twenty-three games. Brandon Carlo had two. He did. But John Moore had four. Chara had five. Krug had six. Wow. Krug like only had eighteen points in the regular season. It felt like more than that at the time. Weird. Didn't he go like 46 games or 48 games without a goal, though? Yeah, he did. Anyway. Anyway, how many games will Brad be suspended? (laughs) Three. He wasn't suspended this year, right? Right, yeah. No, the three games he missed were, 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 were injuries, yeah. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, so that was wrong. And uh, why, remember I had a bunch of different reasons why, and I pulled out a reason out of a hat or something, and it said, being Brad Marchand. So, there we go. It's as good as reason as any. Yep, yep. So, Tim. Oh, boy. How many games until Yarrow Halak is being called upon by fans? Your number was 14 games, and that might not have been wrong. (laughs) That actually might have been right, to be fair, because Tuka started off pretty awful. So, And then he took the leave of absence, and fans were just like, they wanted to put his head on a pike. So, oh, <laughs> okay. So how many games into the season until Brad is suspended, boy? <laughs> 18 games. He wasn't suspended, so you lost He wasn't, one. so I lost that one. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why? There's one that's missing. Oh, no. Wait a minute. I don't understand how this happened. But I thought that Tim had the one that said how long until 3C is actually settled. I did. I had the 73 games. 78. 78 games. 
okay, because I have that under Jeff for some reason. So I might have transposed the two of you. Because that's only you've only said two for me, so. And then how many goals does Andrew Bjork score? Anders Bjork. Uh, it sounds like a you question because you're obsessed with him. 49. That's true. Yeah, that, that probably checks out to something I would write. Maybe you helped out Jeff with yours because I don't think that Jeff had a random number generator. Yeah, I think Tim ran my did the random number generating for me. Okay. Fair enough. All right, there's where it goes because we okay, but we still get to blame Tim on this in some way. Okay, ready? Jeff, how many different players will get a crack at Krejci's right wing? Oh god. Oh god. 15, which might have been correct. <laughs> it's not far off. It was double digits for sure. Oh my god. <laughs> good news everyone. It's not good news. <laughs> How many games until 3C is actually settled? 78, and the actual answer is 78, dot, 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 ellipses. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this is how it gets blamed. Okay, first of all, Jeff came up with the question, but Tim came up with the random number generator. So you both get credit for this one. <laughs> I mean, was that really accurate, though? I mean, like, the reason – because Charlie Coyle was always going to be 3C once they traded for him. It's just that, like, through March, the roster was in so much flux. So I don't know if that counts as actually taking that long. For all intents and purposes, it was resolved the day of the trade. I feel like you should take it. You should take the victory on this one. If someone gives Is it that, to you – But, 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 but – I don't know if that counts as a victory. It's like, that's very Pyrrhic. You know what? We can put a poll question out and see if people... I mean, to be fair, going into next season, Charlie Coyle may not be 3C. Well, you're right. There's a possibility that Jack Stunica could get 3C and Charlie Coyle would be, would be, would be Krejci's right wing. Exactly. And I'm, not, and I'm not opposed to that as an experiment, at least, to see if it works. So, I mean, maybe 78 games is accurate just for that sheer fact. It may not even be solved now. Well, I feel like it was at least very interesting as an answer and almost accurate. <laughs> I do too. RNG. RNG giveth and RNG taketh away. Jeez. On a scale of 0 to 16, how many playoff games will the Bruins win? Oh, boy. Nine was the answer oh, wow. we came up with. I mean, it's a little lean, but, you know, that's, that's, that's not awful. Yeah, I mean, they won 15, and that's the sad thing, because they didn't win the whole thing. And that concludes that business of our predictions for those things. However, we did have some other predictions for the playoffs, and I don't know if I wrote those down. Um, I do remember. Oh, I remember what they were. Jeff said that... The game clincher would be scored by David Backus on St. Louis ice. Making it game six would be, yeah. Yeah, I, I know. David Backus, Bruins did win game six. David Backus did not participate. And the Bruins lost the series. Right, right. It's okay. It's okay. Jeff, <laughs> it's okay to be wrong. And yeah, it still hurts and it sucks. It's a very upsetting wrong is the thing. Right? It's not the being wrong that upsets me. Is that the implications of having been wrong in this case are, are, trauma, are, are disappointing. Right. Well, Tim said it was going to be Cliffy Hockey. I don't remember what game he said. 
Well, we both predicted two players that had really awful series, so that's great. He said game six, game six, because he said it was going to be six game series. I said it was going to be a seven game series, which I was correct in that, partially correct. And I said that my boy would have the game clinching goal. And by golly, he had a couple of really nice fluky goals. Nice and a fluky goal. Like that fluky goal in game six was like, what? Like seriously, it bounced. Jordan Bennington, when he was asked about it, got really defensive about it. He's like, you saw the bounce, right? I don't care. Your ice sucked. And Brandon Carlo scored that goal. And it was beautiful and wonderful and everybody was happy. That made it 2 nothing at that point. And it's crazy because had like game four or five gone the way they should have been, that would have been the series clinching goal in six games. I know. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, though. You were the closest out of all of us on that one. I think I was. I was. But... I'm glad he scored two goals in the series. That made me feel good. I'm glad he got, like, however many games it was. It was 7, 13, 17. He got 24 games playoff experience in this season. Amazing. That was 24 games he didn't have before. I know you could say that about anybody, but he had never played in the playoffs before, and I was right. He was going to play in the playoffs. So, (sighs) all right. So that was our season wrapping up business. Is there anything else we wanted to talk about? There were some fringier Bruins news items that came up of course, over the course of the playoffs that I think generally we didn't talk about. Okay. In order, of course, I think we did mention that Jesse Gabriel's uh, contract was terminated back in April. Yep. However, the other two I think didn't come up. There first, there was the news that Jacob Forsbacher Carlson is going to play in Sweden next year because uh, I guess uh, his one of his, I guess his father maybe is it's, there's a family situation and he needs to be closer to home. So he's not done. Bruins aren't writing him off. Basically he asked if he could go play in Sweden for a year. Bruins said yes. Yep. And then the most recent one, and I had missed this as it only apparently came into being like about a week ago and I'd missed the news, but in mid, well, more than a week ago, actually, but like in mid May. So on uh, May 12th, Okay, actually, quite a while ago, but, you know, we all missed this. Emil um, Johansson's uh, contract was terminated. Wow. Now, mind you, he's really far the de- down the right, the left shot defenseman depth chart. But by all accounts, he was being kind of okay in, in Providence. So, who knows? Maybe he just wanted out. It's possible. Maybe he's decided if he's only going to make it to the AHL, maybe he doesn't want to keep doing that. I mean, that's fair. I mean, player from, from elsewhere playing in the, who's stuck in the AHL and not going to make the show has no reason to stay in North America. That's true. They could probably just play back in Sweden or wherever. Be close to home, make a little bit more money maybe. Maybe not a lot, but more. Well, no, they would make more money because he makes like I guess you make like 70 grand playing in the AHL. So, yeah. I mean, okay, well, that's a bummer, you know, but whatever. Um, we have so many defensive prospects, though. Well, that's just it, right? And then one other development was that Bruins signed, well, no, the P Bruins, I should say, people misreported this at first, signed the leading goal scorer from the QMJHL, Samuel Asselin, of the uh, Halifax Mooseheads, for this past season, signed him to a AHL deal. So apparently the Habs had interest and he chose Boston. So very similar to Olivier Gallipo last year in the exact same circumstances, actually. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So just, you know, little uh, bits and bites of Bruins news there. Nothing major. And nothing major, but if Aslan plays well, it could turn into a Bruins contract. I'm pretty sure that's how 
Connor Clifton initially started out and signing Kevin a problem. Miller. Also Kevin Miller. Yeah, so you never know what can happen. Yep, pretty much there's so many players that are in the Bruins now in the big roster that were just free agents, street free agents, I'm saying. Yep. So anyway, so that's that there. And now as we move towards the offseason, we'll, uh, there'll certainly be more developments um, as things go. Some things that we can predict now that are going to be bummers, but, you know, like I think we can say that we're going to be saying goodbye to Marcus Johansson and to Nola Chari. Probably. Because Achari deserves a Tim Schaller contract, and the Bruins should not give him a Tim Schaller contract. No. Yes. No, they shouldn't. But I also think, like, Nolachari should play for the Bruins forever, however that works out. Because Rhode Island forever! I stand with you. I'm just, you know, being wide-eyed realism and all that, so... Yeah, before, before you met me, you did not embrace your Rhode Island roots. I mean, that's true, because, like, most of my growing up was New Hampshire, but, you know, can't deny where I'm from, and more importantly, where, like, four generations of my fathers before me were from, yeah. I'm the first generation in my family to have been born in Rhode Island, and I I cling to it so greatly, because my family is from down south. Well, not down south, I mean, mid-Atlantic, you know how it is. So, Rhode Island forever! Fair. Yeah, we'll see what happens as we move forward. The draft course is this coming Friday. Yes. If we're lucky, sometime between now and then, Patrice Bergeron will um uh, will, will, will hopefully win his, finally win his uh his fourth Selkie. The one that would make him finally have more than Bob Gainey. Fifth. Fifth. I'm not holding my breath, unfortunately, because we can't have nice things. No, you already broke our hearts about saying Ryan O'Reilly's probably going to win it. Now that's all I can think about, and I hate Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Not only fuck that guy, but I think a few things come into play like with that. Like you said, Jeff, they they seem reluctant to give someone more than Bobbiani. And second of all, I feel like we run into this thing where the voters are like, well, Patrice Bergeron's there every year. We've got to give it to someone else. That's why they gave one to Jonathan Tapes and two to Andre Kopitar. So, you know. Then don't nominate him. You know, I mean, think about how upset we'd be about that, though. I know we'd be upset about that because that would be like saying that water isn't wet and that the sky is never blue. I mean, technically, in my world, the sky isn't blue. Oh, Oh, yeah, you're colorblind. (laughs) Oh, my God, Tim. All right. So that would be like saying that water isn't wet and that the sky isn't whatever color Tim thinks it is. That's fair. It's purple. Oh my god! So it really is purple rain. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I was gonna say that you're you're not you're saying the eggplants aren't black. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you know, yeah. We'll we will definitely have a show, uh, probably talking about the draft stuff, which means that I will sit here and go, uh huh, uh huh. Oh, yes. And then we'll talk about free agency, too, because free agency comes up not too long after. Although I got to say that I really don't think the Bruins are going to do anything in free agency. But I I concur. Their three big tasks this summer are uh, Carlo, McAvoy, Heinen. Yep. And then fig- figuring out what they're going to do about Tory Krug in a year. I have a feeling that there's literally no answer that people are going to be happy with on the Tory Krug matter. That makes sense. 
And I actually kind of agree with myself on that one, that I'll be among them, right? Like there's there, there's plus sides to all three scenarios. There's downsides to all three scenarios. I don't know what's the right call. Do you sign him to big money a year in advance? Do you trade him and finally get a compelling right wing for, for Krejci? Do you just keep him as, as an own rental? I don't know. Before something happens, I do want to say, if he leaves and he signs elsewhere for more money, I want to preemptively, let's say, let's not like bash him for taking more money. We would all take more money. He deserves more money. He's on a team-friendly contract right now. He's never been on anything but a team-friendly contract. That's the thing, right? So this is currently his fourth contract. Obviously, the ELC, you know, okay, he signed for for high bonus contracts because he was because we had to compete for him. His next contract was 1.4 million. He deserved more. His next contract after that was 3.4. Still deserved more. This one, five and a quarter for four year each year for four years. Still deserved more. So like, I'll applaud him actually if he goes to, to free agency in a year and uh, and signs for for way more money elsewhere because he deserves it. Yeah. 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 I don't have any problem with that. Anyway, so of the, I guess seems. Doing dumb predictions is what we do. What do we? Which of those avenues do you think happens? I vote own rental personally. Own rental, and they try to sign him right up until the last second, and it just can't be done. I agree. I would stay. Yeah, I would keep him as an own rental, but I have a feeling like if they are going to deal him, I, 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 okay, I'm going to say own rental with caveat. With a caveat, <laughs> okay. I'm going to say they're going to work up until the trade deadline, okay. And if for some reason they can't get something done that they might actually consider dealing him. I just saw something on Twitter, by the way, from Hockey Trade Rumors, which is... not It's just not a real thing. Yeah. It's not, okay. a, it's not a real thing. It's its terrible. I looked at it. I Somebody quoted it as a source. I'm like, that's not a source. <laughs> uh, I looked at it and said that Krug is going to be dealt to the Red Wings. I'm like, uh-huh, I don't believe that at all. Yeah, for who? No one. Why would the Red Wings give up any assets right now for a pending UFA? Um, when they're not going to be competitive for a couple more years. They got a couple years of sucking, waiting for like their shitty contracts to expire. Right. And boy, howdy, do they have a lot of shitty contracts that need expiring. <laughs> also, who who are you getting from the Red Wings that you really want? Yeah, Nyquist is gone, so you can't have him. Yeah, they have a whole bunch of like young-ish, by which I mean 24 decent wingers. Not give up Tory Krug to get wingers. <laughs> Rest assured, that whole thing is not happening. Not that that's garbage and rag, and until you hear it from a reputable source, do not believe that. But I think that they, they keep him, and they try to make a deal, and maybe at the trade deadline, if for some reason they can't get things done. Because I know they have limited time that they can work on these things during the season, right? Mm-hmm. I, I get where you're coming from. I don't agree with it, just because if they're going to trade him, it will be during it'll be during camp at the latest. Okay. Well, hey, in the interest of making dumb predictions, right? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying this is what's going to happen, and I'm not going to hold too much stock in it. I'm not going to go, oh, my God, am I going to be right or not? I'm just saying, you know, hey, at least I'm not saying trade him. And I'm not saying trade him by the end of, of preseason camp. I'm not saying any of that stuff. I'm just saying I think it's beneficial for them to keep him right now because, and I hate to say this, Sedano Chara is not going to be able to eat up the minutes he's been eating. They need to get Char to agree to be a healthy scratch for like 20 games a season, yes. next season. Yes. I know it's going to be hard to get them to agree to that, but they have to, because even before the jaw injury, he was tough to watch in parts of these playoffs. Right, right, right. So I'm just saying that you're going to need somebody who's going to fill. I mean, he's not going to be paired with, with McAvoy. That would be insane because 
like that mobility would be great, but then you're relying on Krug to or McAvoy to just get back in time all the time and whatever. I mean, why would you? That Krug Carlo pairing has such spectacular chemistry. It didn't, but it does now. You're right. It does now because both of them have, but both of them are everything that the other isn't. Right. So, so what I'm saying is that they're going to need to eat up minutes. So you need to have Krug being able to do that. I, I don't think Grizzly can do that right now. John Moore, certainly not. No. So you need to have somebody who's going to be able to, to do stuff. You can figure out penalty kill situations differently. That's, that's a different animal than, say, your second pairing all the time and whatnot. Because, you know, maybe that's where you use it in Ochara a little bit more. Use him in the penalty kill. Maybe not so much five on five. I don't know. Use him like last season, Adam McQuaid, basically. Yeah, so so what I'm saying is that you need Krug to eat minutes, eat five-on-five minutes, along with the, the power play. So I think it's insane to get rid of him right now. And quite frankly, like I think it's still too soon for people to be talking about, oh, what's going to happen to this person? I mean, we're not even a week done with the season yet. I know, I, I'm only saying it because I know a lot of beat writers have already started bringing it up. Fluto had a very lengthy piece on this, on on, on The Athletic. Yeah, I mean, they, they have to think about this, and they also have to have content, so I get it. But I think it's in the, the Bruins' better interest right now to not trade him. So I agree. Don't trade him. Losing a player to free agency is not a big deal. This notion of you can't lose him for nothing, it's like, sure you can. That's what a rental is. We gave up a second-round pick for Marcus Johansson, and we're, and we're going to lose him for nothing. I don't think anyone's upset about that. No, I, I actually don't think that you're actually losing anybody. You're losing any value when you use the value that you had. I mean, did anybody think that the, the Bruins were going to be in 24 playoff games? And no. that, that Marcus Johansson would play a majority, if not all of those? I remember how disappointed we were with Marcus Johansson. Well, he got injured right off the bat. I believe he was my prediction for this is what I want them to do and this is what I think we'll end up with. Wasn't I? Well, wasn't it? It might have been. It might have been. He was better than we thought. Much, much better. He developed chemistry with another guy who was brought in really, you know, at the same time. Uh, and they didn't have a lot of time to develop that. And that's what's really sad. That's the thing that makes me sad. Is that like, oh, if Johansson goes out and gets his actual market value right now, then... And the Bruins can't match that, so... I mean, and going becoming a Bruin was really good for him then. Didn't get him a cup, but it probably made him an extra million quarter, million five next season. Well, that, that's <laughs> it too. He, he stated after that he would like to stay, but we know that he... I think I see it a lot of, like, uh, Jerome McGinley when he was here. Like, we would have loved for him to stay, but we couldn't match any deal that another team was going to make. And he also broke us. He really broke us. Well, there's the thing, right? Because we still had a four and a half freaking million dollar cap hit associated with again, the next season, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So that couldn't happen. I just feel bad that we couldn't get a cup with again. We didn't even come close. No, no, which is too bad because that Bruins team was, was that good. They were really good. I mean, what what well, what it was is we hit the we hit the playoff we hit the second round and suddenly it was very clear how past its expiration date Merlot was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we have a new fourth line that will change players in and out. But the heart of it, we all know, the heart of it is Sean Corrali. Well, I was going to say that that fourth line is going to be the bulk of next season is going to be Corrali centering Wagner and, and Nordstrom. Yeah, and that's good news. Yeah, who would have thought having Nordstrom in would be good news? But hey, it is. Yeah, it's like there's the thing, and I'll say it again. And I've said it before. 
I was fucking wrong about Nordstrom. Even into the beginning of the playoffs, I wasn't really sure what exactly he did, he did here. But you know what? He was solid. I think it just goes back into that whole idea that, you know, you think that players go to a new place and they should fit in right away. And, and, and it's not plug and play. He was being asked all season to play above, above his head, right? Right. Then suddenly they finally put him in the right line and holy shit, he's really good. <laughs> but, you know, his hardware didn't have the proper software drivers for that. And we had to wait for the patch. <laughs> we had to wait for the patch. <laughs> it was called the playoffs. The, jo- the Joakim Nordstrom service pack one. <laughs> <laughs> the Robokeen Nordstrom. <laughs> DLC. It said service pack one. You never buy a version of Windows before service pack one drops. Clearly, you never buy a Joachim Nordstrom before service pack one drops. <laughs> <laughs> Robokeem. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, it was a hell of a season. It was. And I just hope they get back next year. I hope that we can make some really stupid predictions. <laughs> I'm already thinking about bold stuff to throw out there. I, I'm i looking forward to next season. I think despite people being upset about what happened this year, rightfully so, getting so far and then losing, I think the future is bright for the Bruins as a whole. The core uh, veteran guys are aging, but the young guys not only already here but in the system, I think they're going to be very good. So. All right, so we should probably wrap up the show. Well, you've been listening to Barely On Topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you liked what you heard, rate us, give us a follow, rate us some stars, write a review, tell all of your friends. If you want to talk to us, reach out to us on, on Twitter at Barely On Topic or on Facebook at Barely On Topic Podcast. And, of course, you can always reach us on our individual Twitter accounts. I am at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. I am at 78games.com. Also known as at VA from RI. Tim? Word. <laughs>